The Chicago Bulls finished out their preseason today against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to preview that game, talk about some of the things I'm hoping to see in this final preseason game before we start the regular season on Wednesday, I believe. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about why Patrick Williams' inconsistencies are so frustrating for Bulls fans and to the growth of the team. And lastly, why Billy Donovan's coaching is one of the things we have to watch very closely this upcoming season. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. Well, before we get into the content, I want to thank you guys for just lifting me up and, you know, with me being sick and my voice and things like that, still supporting. Yesterday's video was one of the uh, largest videos that we've had in a while, even with people suffering through, uh, you know, my voice and, you know, be, me being sick. But I'm going to keep bringing this content. And so uh, I appreciate you guys through that. I just want to uh, say thank you to, for all the well wishes from everybody from here and from Bleacher Report that have just, you know, after the stream there have just supported me and I appreciate you guys. Uh, always remind me, things like this always remind me how Chicago Bulls Central has truly become a family and I really do appreciate you guys for that. But with that said, enough of the sappy shit. Uh, let's talk about, listen, I'm emotionally stunted. It is what it is. I can only be so sappy for so long. But let's preview this game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, you know, there's a couple of things, right? It's the last preseason game, and this can go a couple of different ways. And so what I'm looking for in this game, right, is not a lot, right? How much does Billy Donovan use his starters, right? Does he use this as a tune-up game, or does he use it more so as a game to kind of just come in, get some reps in? We see the starters sit early, see a lot of the young guys as well. They're still trying to figure out that Windy City Bulls roster. Also, or do we see, like, kind of the heavy rotational players kind of come in and run that system a lot as well. Do we see any changes to the starting lineup, right? Yesterday's video was on Patrick Williams, and if he lost his starting spot, do we see maybe Billy Donovan want to take a look at what Torrey Craig looks like that looks like out there with the starters to start the game if the starters even play, right? Those are some of the things to look at from this game. How does P. Will bounce back as well? Like I said, right, I don't want to make it seem like P. Will was, was I mean, he didn't score the ball efficiently, or like that, but he was very much more aggressive after he had his little little time sitting down with Billy Donovan. But, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, just really kind of want to see the continued evolution of the Chicago Bulls offense, that defense, that second unit. Does Alice Caruso play in this one as well after missing the last uh, preseason game? Those are kind of some of the things I'm looking for um, in this game. But overall, it should be a fun one, right? I would say this, uh, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone, but all the Chicago Bulls preseason games this uh, this preseason have been very fun games to watch, right? Even down the stretch with having our third stringers in there and the two-way contract players, they've been pretty entertaining games uh, over the course of the preseason. And so, you know, I think it's just done a good job of getting everyone kind of back into that basketball mode, right, so to say. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are excited about Bulls basketball coming back on Wednesday. And that's something that I don't think, like, and just kind of having the pulse on the team and stuff, uh, over the offseason, it seemed like this preseason has done a pretty good job at um, bringing back kind of the excitement for the season for a lot of people, right? A lot of people were down after the Bulls and, you know, their lack of movement and things like that. So, you know, want to see that continue. I think it's going to be a fun game. Hopefully we get to see more of, of, of Bitum and things like that. The players that, you know, we we uh, are kind of have question marks and we haven't gotten to see a lot of, even though we're going to see them featured probably heavily down there in the Winnie City Bulls. 
um, this upcoming uh, G League season. So there's always that to look forward to as well. But just to see what we go through, right? Players like Ayo Desumu who've had, I think, a pretty strong preseason Ayo Desumu's had. And, you know, we'll kind of recap the preseason. Uh, me and all the guys from the Chi-Town Sports Network, that's Bobby, C-Dub, Steve-O, Big Kev, and me, um, we'll be releasing a video Monday morning, right, to kind of preview the season and kind of the expectations and, and you know, to review all the preseason games and things like that. But, like, Ayo's had a pretty strong preseason. And I think it seems like Ayo has adapted to his role pretty darn well, right? Uh, just finding those spots of being that that energy guy and things like that. And overall, I think the Bulls can have one of the best defensive benches in the league as well. So, you know, I know scoring off the bench is a, a concern, and uh, that's always been a concern of mine as well. You typically don't have teams that go on, you know, solid playoff runs without some consistent scoring off the bench. But, you know, maybe they're able to do that as a unit or something like that. So, but, yeah, those are kind of things that I'm looking for in this final preseason game to see if Zach and, and, and DeMar and Vooch, if they do play, do they keep going what we've seen, right? We've seen Zach really be in a place where Zach Levine being fully healthy is, is a monster, right? And so anybody who's doubted his ability there, I think, is seeing that. Vooch, who had a quiet 20-10 and 10 game uh, last game as well that people just didn't – you didn't really see, right? And DeMar, who seemed like he's been more comfortable in a way, taking a back seat as well. So – Seeing those kind of things continue to develop for the Chicago Bulls team are going to be a big thing to watch as well. But one of the things that I want to talk about also is Patrick Williams and his inconsistency, right? And why it's so concerning in a way, right? And like I said before, I want to be clear here. It's not just about scoring. A lot of people will make it just about scoring. Like I said, Patrick Williams is is now the fifth option. I used to say he was the fourth option, but Kobe is even a, a, a higher priority on that scoring tier than what Patrick Williams is. Patrick Williams' role in that starting lineup for the most part of the minutes that he plays isn't going to be the score. So I'm not really judging it all by that, right? Um, now, hopefully he does get some stints out there with the bench unit where uh, he does flash more of his scoring ability that we've seen kind of here and there, right? But the reason why the inconsistency is so frustrating is because he said it, right? Uh, before training camp, he said this, consistency is going to be a big factor. I don't think I'm telling you anything or anybody here, anything. They all know. I appreciate the guys in the locker room. The, co the coaches all know. They tell me how talented I am and how I can affect the game in different ways. And that's like, that's what it is, right? It's that we need you to consistently impact the game in ways when your, your number isn't being called to score on, right? That is going to mean some rebounding. That is going to mean the defense that we know that he can bring and the intensity he can bring there, right? That means getting steals, getting out in transition, attacking players when you have smaller players on you, which we did see Patrick Williams do um, in the second half of the, of the game against the Toronto Raptors. He just didn't convert on the shots, right? So there's there's been signs of that there. But Patrick Williams has to find the way that he can be consistent. And so that's really why it's frustrating. And to come into this, right, we've all said and know that one of the biggest things for this Bulls team this season is the growth, right? Because we didn't go out and sign the big names, because we didn't go out and get the huge acquisitions, because we didn't go out and get the star-level players, a lot of the Bulls being able to up their ceiling has to come via this team just playing better together and the young players taking a step up where they can and get the opportunities. And Patrick Williams has basically been a career starter since he's coming to the Chicago Bulls, right? And in the fourth year of being a starter, you should be consistent in what you do now. Yes, his role is very different now than what it was his rookie season, and we understand that. And even now, his role is going to be different now than what it was last season by the nature that you have 
a point guard like Kobe White in the starting lineup, who is a very different point guard from Lonzo Ball, a very different point guard from Ayo DeSumo, a very different point guard from Pat Bev, right? But Patrick Williams has to unlock that consistency, and he has to unlock just a consistent level of effort, right? We're not talking about he has to average the same thing night in and night out because his role is one that is by nature is going to be more inconsistent. But you have to be able to step up in the moments where your number is called. You have to be able to consistently fight through screens, fight for rebounds, fight for loose balls, get, the, get that defense, right? It's just consistency with P-Will. With P-Will, to me, right, it's all about the eye test. It's not about the stat test. And a lot of, a lot of you know, more casual basketball fans will make it just about the stat sheet, but it's about the eye test when it comes from Patrick Williams. And when you watch these games, he doesn't always, like, you see him taking plays off. You see him kind of you know, retreating a little bit, right? Like not being as aggressive when he has a smaller player on him, passing up open shots. That we just need Patrick Williams to be consistent in taking advantage of the opportunities while creating more for himself by being an energy guy. Because listen, P-Will, there's not too many people in the league stronger than P-Will with his combination of speed and strength, right? He's not the fastest player, but when you pair that with the strength that he does have, he should just be more consistent in some of the things that he does. And Billy Donovan even saying the same thing, right? Billy Donovan saying this. Hopefully, these are learning experiences for Williams. Certainly, he has to show uh, he can do it. We've got to find a way to continually get that pulled out of him. He's got to be uh, uh, he's got to be way more aggressive in some areas. And so that's what it is, right? And even that phrase, that part of that sentence where it says, "Get it pulled out of him." Eventually, you can't keep expecting people to pull it out of you. You have to have it and bring it and want to bring it on your own. And that's what we need to see from P. Will. It's just a mentality thing, right? It's just a mentality. Sure, you're going to have your Bulls fans. You're going to have your, your, your casuals that still say, well, he's a fourth overall pick and he averaged 10 points per game. But it's about how you do it, right? It's about for the people that actually watch the game. It's about seeing that you're engaged, that you're going after, that you're fighting, that you're bringing that energy, right? Patrick Williams has to be consistent. And I know a lot of Bulls fans think, well, move him to the second unit. He'll find himself there. If it doesn't unlock mentality-wise, it doesn't matter if he starts. It doesn't matter if he's coming off the bench. It doesn't matter if he's coming out the, the, the rafters like Sting dropping down to score 25 on a team's head in the last minute when we need it. It has to be a mentality thing with, with Patrick Williams. He has to realize to go out there and fight for everything, right? Regardless, he's a very skilled player, but you have to fight for everything. You know, and even saying this, like Kobe, Kobe Bryant said once, right? Like, once Kobe Bryant figured out all I have to do is want it more than you, once all I have to do is outwork you now, I'm not saying that Patrick Williams is Kobe, but that's the type of mentality that you have to have. Just outwork the people in front of you. Outwork the person trying to guard you. Outwork the other team for those rebounds, for those loose balls. Outwork people to get steals. Outwork people to, to play that, that lockdown defense. It just has to be unlocked and consistent with Patrick Williams. And it's in there. But he just has to want to go out and get it. And to me, it, it, people can't keep pulling it out of you. At some point, you got to have to bring it out of yourself. And hopefully we see that from Patrick Williams sooner rather than later as well. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. You guys can let me know your thoughts on it if you're on the YouTube side down below as always. Now, one thing that I think is important and, and us talking about Patrick Williams and us talking about getting more threes and us talking about, you know, the big three facilitating more or whatever it is. One of the things to watch for this season is Billy Donovan coaching right and I mean coaching and the reason why I say that is much like with the Patrick Williams thing we just talked about him sitting Patrick Williams down talking it talking to him and then when he put when Patrick Williams came back in there he was a much more aggressive player like I said he didn't convert the shots but he was more aggressive 
that is the coaching that we need from Billy Donovan. That is part of the reason why AK and Eversley brought him here was theoretically his ability to develop, right? And so when we have young players and Julian Phillips, Dalen Terry, Io DeSumo, you know, and others, right? Dama Sinago, but he's going to be down in the G League. Um, but when we have the, while we have players like that there, coaching is going to be a big part of Billy Donovan's thing this year and actually coaching players up, right? Picking the right moments. Him sitting Patrick Williams down and talking to him and then kind of putting him back out there and being like, go get him, boy. That was something that you would see from a, a coach like Pop, right? I'm not saying that Billy Donovan is on that level, but that's what you need to see. And we need to see Billy Donovan truly coaching this season, right? Mentoring this season, right? Because we didn't go out there and get the guys. And the Bulls' future is so tied to some of these young players taking a step up, right? And so that's going to be an important part of it, right? On top of that, the scheming. And like you guys know, I am not a big Billy Donovan guy at all. I'm not. But Billy Donovan has coached some pretty good preseason games so far. And yes, it's just preseason. So, you know, with that caveat of that, now there were some signs of Billy Donovan's typical adjustment issues against the Toronto Raptors. We as a team did not adjust our scheme well to the length and the defense that the Toronto Raptors were playing. But we've seen something, some from Billy Donovan that shows that he is definitely, it seems like things like it's not just, it's not just word vomit at this point, right? It's not just word salad. He has actually made some changes to what he said in media day. Now, is that going to be consistent once the lights are on? That's the biggest question here, right? Is that is it going to be consistent once the season starts and you have a coach on the other side of you that is not just coaching to get reps in, that's not just coaching to go through preseason, that's coaching to out-coach you, that's coaching to out-scheme you, that's coaching to counteract to play that chess match, right? We got to see better from that from Billy Donovan this season. Is he the best X's and O's coach in the NBA? No. So he's going to absolutely have times of being out coach, but to see changes and attempts to adjust to things is going to be important for Billy Donovan. And I'm not saying that to say like he's going to be on the hot seat. You guys know I've said very consistently, I, I think Billy Donovan's going to be here at least two more years, probably most likely three more years, but he's going to be here for a while. But we need to see that coaching, coaching players up, right? The development. We've hired a development staff, but also a coach on the court, right? How he helps help players realize and learn from their mistakes is going to be important. So watch Billy Donovan and how he talks to players on the sideline. When a player's having a tough game, when he pulls them out, does he coach them up before he puts them back in, right? How he manages, you know, the lineup and rotations out there with the with the manpower. What player, what combination of players out there? We need to see that type of season from Billy Donovan because if you have that right combination, right? We've talked about it. I've said it. Um, a very solid defensive bench unit this year, but you're going to need some scoring out there too. How does he manage that part of it, right? So that's what we're going to see. Like Billy Donovan, uh, it's important that he has to coach more this season than ever, right? And I think sometimes as basketball fans, we, we see the talent on the court and we think that it's just, just put five talented people out there, they'll figure it out. No, the coach's job is to bring it all together. The coach's job is to have that vision. The coach's job is to pick up the ebbs and flows of a game and who needs to be in, when, and where, right? So that's what we need to see from Billy Donovan this upcoming season. Now, before we go, we got some G League roster moves to, to kind of talk about, and I want to kind of give the reason why, right? So the, the Bulls recently acquired the returning G League rights to Quentin Jackson, who was on uh, the training camp team. He was recently waived, right, and Derek Reese. And we also waived Derek Favors and Khalil Whitney, who we just signed, what, I think 24 hours before we waived them. And so a lot of Bulls fans have been asking this, like, why waive Quentin Jackson and then trade for his rights, right? Why sign Derek Favors and Khalil Whitney and then, and then uh, waive them a day or so later? So I just want to explain to this. I've said it before on live streams, but I want to get it here on a pre-recorded episode. When you sign a training camp deal with the team 
And then you go on to be on that, and you don't even have to see it out through all of training camp. Just them signing the training camp deal, right? And then turning around, and if they stay with the G League team for at least 60 days, they get an extra, I think it's like between 70 and 100,000. And so it's just the Bulls uh, putting a, get, uh, giving an opportunity for the players to make a little bit of extra money, right? So that's what it is. I know a lot of Bulls fans uh, were questioning, well, why did we just sign Derek Favors just to waive him? It's just to get him and Khalil Whitney a little bit extra money um, when they go down there to play with the, the Windy City Bulls this season. Same thing with Quentin Jackson. We waived them so we can wave so we can sign two other players so then they can get their extra money as well. It's just the Bulls kind of taking care of the guys that they see is going to be on this G League team. And so I know a lot of people also ask, like, well, why did they wave Quentin? He played really good. Well, they waved him so they can because they knew they were going to sign him to the G League team. And now they um they they did the same thing with Derek Favors. They wanted to get an opportunity to get them a little bit of extra money. So just wanted to add some clarity to that on the show before we left. But that's it. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like we liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.